Hello, this is Katie. This is a guy. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Um, if you if this is your first time listening to the podcast, it's called a Lo-Fi Podcast. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about synthwave. Synthwave. Oh my god. Little eighties, uh, little eighties throwback there. I mean, what? Well, wait, synthwave wait. Is the modern we... version, but it sounds like eighties, right? <laughs> Can we discuss? Why I start doing a Stewie voice? I don't know. Maybe it's a. I, I don't. I don't know why. I don't even like Family Guy that much. Maybe it's a mental tick. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it all the time. Anyways, synthwave, go. I love it. <laughs> You've been listening to some synthwave recently. I I have like in the last two years. Uh-huh. I kind of got into it because it does have that '80s kind of aesthetic. Uh-huh. Which is weird to say about a sound. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure there's a better word for sound and aesthetic, which is visual. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can also tell that it wasn't produced in the 80s. Right. Because it's a little bit cleaner, but at the same time, they also have that droning kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. Because what got me into Synthwave, or at least that it existed, was Vaporwave. Mm-hmm. Which I don't like <laughs> too much. Uh-huh. But you heard it somewhere? Uh, yeah, because the first thing it was uh, this YouTube video called like, Macintosh. Uh-huh. Which I think is some like early vaporwave. Uh-huh. Which is kind of weird because they, you can tell that one sort of derives from the other. Uh-huh. But you know, like Synthwave, you might have some drums like, you know, coming real low. And uh, then, like, a synthesizer kicks in, but Vaporwave was like, It's very dreamlike and uh-huh. I'll say surreal. Uh huh. So, I guess I don't dislike it. I just have to find the right Vaporwave, but I like almost every synthwave thing I've heard. Interesting. Because, you know, 80s dog. 80s. Some uh, Stranger Things. Which ripped off my childhood and plagiarized it and did not give me royalties. What a shame. I'm not going to say who. I wasn't the story that it stole from me to make that. But let's just say that it will explain why my head splits in four ways. (laughs) And I don't appreciate Uh, it. I don't appreciate them labeling me. um, Assuming what I was there to do. You know? Um throwing shade on my lifestyle but whatever right I mean history is told from the story of the victor Just, I mean from the perspective oof. of the victor bullcrap I didn't win jack you know. go home carpetbagger uh oh it's like, wow that's wow. a hot take right there tell me about the it. hottest of takes it's uh spicy like uh death's head ghost pepper which I assume actually has no flavor, but just tastes like death. It just, it's like a Ralph Wiggum all over again. It tastes like burning. It, yeah. Yeah, before we get into this and talk about games here, <laughs> I don't understand the uh, fascination with, like, the hot challenges, like the, the chips, you know? Because uh-huh. it's not, it doesn't have a flavor, it's just pure capsation. Capsaicin? Capsaicin? I think. Yeah, it's pure, the chemical that makes your body die. Yeah, it's really funny because at lunch today, when I had lunch today with someone else who wasn't you, 
Um, That's right. We're not always just, talking in this car. No, just mostly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I sleep on the roof to get away from the noise of the clocks and the gears. Anyhow, we were discuss. <laughs> we were discussing spicy food at lunch today and how sometimes it's just like too stupidly spicy. Why would you want to eat it? And um, my my friend was saying that they have a bag of ghost pepper chips. No oh boy. But like you can only really eat one or two at a time. Like my my I'll go on. I'm sorry. No, and how, like, he and his son, who's an adult man. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, he's not feeding, like, spicy chips to his 10-year-old or anything like that. Like, he has a tough mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, well, eat, can eat, like, three or four, and they're just done. Just, like, done. Like, as a, uh, as a guy, I can understand from the perspective of you're hanging out. It's kind of like a fun dare thing to do. Uh-huh. It's like, all right, who wants to eat these peppers? You know, just you know, laugh about it, have uh-huh. a hot mouth. But some people seem to, like, actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And look for that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't taste like anything. But, you know, there's different kinds of heat. Like, yeah. Thai chili heat, mm-hmm. like, Thai food or Indian food heat is totally different from Mexican food heat. Oh, yeah, it's like a sweet heat. Well, also, it's it hits a different part of your palate. It hits a different part of your body. It's not in your mouth. It might be more in your head and your sinuses and mm. stuff. It's just, like, but not even comparable. Because my dad, he likes to cook everything with chili pepper uh-huh. flakes and, like, chili powder in it. Uh-huh. Well, not chili. Um, Brett, what is it? Oh, my God. Because I, I cook with chili powder, you right. know, which isn't necessarily hot. Right. But he has, like, the red, red pepper flakes. Mm-hmm. And pretty much a ground-up version of that. Uh-huh. And growing up, when he cooked dinner, it'd always be spicy. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong word. It'd be hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot. It's not spicy. It's mm-hmm. just hot. And, of course, he's like, well, what's wrong? You don't like it? Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, I don't. My tongue is swelling, and I'm drooling because my body's fighting it. Right. It's literally fighting it off. Mm-hmm. But there's no flavor here. I can't taste anything else but this heat. I like to use ground red pepper in addition to black pepper Mm -hmm. because I don't know if this is true, but one time I saw on Food Network that they hit your palate in different places. I believe it. I remember (laughs) when I first started getting, um, we'll say fancy. Mm -hmm. I think it was Good Eats back in the day. (coughs) All hell out and brown. All hell out and brown. And he was talking about, um, because before then I'd always use just regular uh, black pepper. Mm -hmm. They had like the pepper grinder and the different types of peppercorn. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And I started using those because it is a different flavor. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as I grew up, and I think back to um, like home cooked meals my mom would make, (laughs) and I tried to replicate it, and it didn't taste the same. Mm -hmm. And I had to realize that even though. You know, a lot of chefs seem to be like, no, generic table pepper is terrible, you know? Mm -hmm. It has its own unique flavor, Mm -hmm. which I don't dislike. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to scramble eggs, I prefer table pepper on them than the ground peppercorns. You're wrong. I'm just saying. You're wrong. 
Or like when Your I cook. Your palate is wrong. It is not. It is wrong. Or if I'm gonna cook um, like a big old pot of neck bones, uh -huh. as we like to call them, yeah. Uh -huh. Pork neck bones. It's uh, black pepper. Because mm -hmm. I've tried it with the peppercorn, like the regular black peppercorn, and then like the mixed black peppercorn mm -hmm. that has the white, the red, and the uh, black in it. And it's not the same. It doesn't mm -hmm. cook to the same flavor. Mm -hmm. But let's say I'm cooking down some carrots. Uh huh. You know, some carrots, a little bit of butter, a little, sp little sprinkle of sugar. That's good with peppercorn. Yes, absolutely. And it tastes way better than if you just use black pepper. So what do you think about apologists who say that you should use freshly ground black pepper in all circumstances? I'll say this. Not everyone has the ability to always have super fresh spices, you know? I mean... So, I, it's like, I can't help you, buddy. I use what I have. <laughs> I'm sure that the flavor is more potent fresh, mm -hmm. like with fresh garlic as opposed mm -hmm. to dried garlic or garlic powder. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I have a, um, <clears throat> a pepper mill at my house. I've seen them. Mm -hmm. We actually have three. Um, I don't see any problem with that, of course. Because I think um, too many people get bogged down What's the word? I'll say fancy again. Uh -huh. Try to be too fancy. But, you know, use whatever you like. Mm -hmm. Have a pepper mill. Have two pepper mills. One's got black pepper, corn. One's the other's got a mix. And have regular pepper. Use whatever you want to use. It's your palate. It's your choice. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like... You know, calm down, people. Also, it's wrong food. I can't get over... Butternut squash. <laughs> you recently had a butternut squash incident, I believe. I did, I did. And it was my first time, like in my life, not just as a grown man cooking it myself, uh -huh. but just having butternut squash. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, growing up in the place I grew up, the South, Kentucky. Sure. <laughs> You know, eating like zucchini. I remember what state we live in. You're right. Kentucky. There's like uh, zucchini, yellow squash. Uh-huh. And there's another type, like uh, some sort of gourd squash, you know? Uh-huh. And those are not sweet. Those are savory. For the most part. So I looked at this giant butternut squash. And I was like, man, I like squash. I'm going to cook this up. And have me some squash with whatever I was eating that day. Mm-hmm. So I look online, they're like, yeah, use like a hammer and a knife to open it up because it's almost impregnable. You know, chop it in half. I use the uh, oven method. Uh -huh. one, just one piece. I'm like, oh, I'll save the other one. You know, cooked it uh, flat side down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when it was done, about to flip it over. Gave it a little wash of uh, butter. Mm -hmm. Some salt and pepper. Uh -huh. And... Sound, sounding like right up my alley. Sound like dinner time at my house. Mm-hmm. And I go to kind of, I'm like, what's the texture? I go to cut into it. Uh-huh. And it gives way like, um. Literal butter? Like a sweet potato. A cooked uh -huh. sweet potato. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little weird. 
It's like, okay, that's fine. It's all over here spooning it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's turning into a pile of, like, pumpkin pie goop. It might be a little overcooked, but yeah. I mean, it's about right. And like, all right, and I take a bite. Mm-hmm. And it's a little safe. It's a little savory, 10%. Uh-huh. Because I probably the salt and the pepper. And the rest of it tastes like a mix of a, um... It tastes like a mix of pumpkin mm-hmm. and a yam. <laughs> okay. So I've got this huge pile on my plate of, like, mm-hmm. sweet pepper uh-huh. or yam. And I'm just like, oh. I... I wasn't expecting that. And this Did it taste bad? No. But was I expecting it? Also no. But there's a huge unspoken but in your sentence. Yeah. Um hot take. I'm not a big like sweet potato guy, mm-hmm. which is a yam. No, but they're different, but okay. Are they not? Slightly. I know sweet potato is not actually a potato. No, no. I'm pretty sure it's a yam. No. What is it? I think they're slightly different varieties. Well, I mean, there are different types of yam, right? I mean, yeah. I guess. I think they're different types of the same thing, like the difference between a Roma and a beefsteak tomato. They're both still tomatoes, but they're different. And they're both still yams. Yeah, but I don't think they're called yams. I wonder. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not even going to look it up. I'm not going to Google it. Yes, it's not that another one. <laughs> As you, all right. <laughs> As the lore of the podcast continues to develop, if this is your first time listening, we record this in a car in a parking lot. Yes. The same parking lot yes. of, a clo- of a building, which is a, a, a place that's closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Nearby, there is a driveway that only goes to the building and nowhere else. Every it's a, week. It's a dead end, too. It's a dead end. It dead ends to the building. One-way street. One way. And it's only wide enough for one car. Mm-hmm. Every week, someone drives down that driveway and drives back up it. Sometimes they do it multiple times. Yes. Sometimes they back out of the driveway multiple times. I don't know what's going on back there. I don't know what's going on down there. Because from where we're parked, I can't see where they go. I know they go down there, and they vanish. And sometimes there won't be any movement for 20 to 30 minutes. And then they'll back up out of the driveway and leave. When we first got here today, a car went down there. And there was already a car down there. And And no one seems to have left since we got here. The white, a white truck left. That's why I was looking over there. Is it oh, okay. white or black? And that's why I was like, said another one? Because the one that was there just left. And then a, a new one slides in there. I don't, I don't know what's happening at this building. I don't know why it's such a popular destination. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people drive up and down the driveway. I assume it must be an Illuminati or Freemason sort of thing. But we have Mason Temple here. We do. And I've never seen anyone at it. I have seen cars parked there. (laughs) I have never seen a human body. (laughs) Either in the cars, going to the building, or coming from the Uh building. 
but I assume that people exist there. That reminds me, I recently read um, Middle Game by Shauna McGuire, who, I'm assuming I'm saying that name correctly, who I highly recommend as an author. And, uh, and, um, they have a group of alchemists who meet on Sunday mornings wearing nice dress clothes, so everyone just assumes that it's a church and no one bothers them. That makes sense. What do they say? Your eye or your mind sees what it wants to see? It's true. Anyway, sorry for the, uh, digression. Right, it's just that this, um, podcast ever just stops midstream and I don't know one of the, uh, Spooky people like this still upload it for some reason. <laughs> Just know we were taken by the Shriner Illuminati oh, witches. Or possibly the squirrels. Or possibly I rolled down the window and let a bird in again. <laughs> That's a callback to like three, ep- two or three episodes ago. Don't taunt it. <laughs> I don't know where it is right now. Uh, rolling Thunder. It, all right. All right. That took a while. What were we talking about? Oh, they're leaving. Synthwave? No, look at Vaporwave? He turned around back there. Oh, anyway, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, like synth, vapor's okay. Uh, we're talking about... Spice. Yams. Yams. Wait, wait, I have a really important question. Uh Uh-huh. What did you do with the other half? Of that's butternut squash. I chunked it against a tree as hard as I could. That's really unfortunate. What a waste. I mean, they're relatively cheap. What a waste. I mean, you're not wrong. But sometimes you gotta hook things at trees. You know that. Y- you know I do. I mean, at least I'm not Sasquatch standing waist deep in a hole and bashing a snake up against the side of the hole. I mean, that's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Just, you know, chucking gourds at trees. Watermelons? That too. I think with the butternut squash, I was expecting, like, um, what's that? Uh, like spaghetti, spaghetti squash? squash. Mm-hmm. Which is savory-ish. Yeah. Well, it's more so than, you know, the yam gourd. Yes. The yam gourd. I was kind of hoping for that. I'm, I wish we had discussed it more, so we could, so you could have had proper expectations. They don't even sell spaghetti squash here, do they? Yes, they do. Oh. It's just not the right time of year for spaghetti squash. Oh, I want some of that. Well, when it's the right time of year for spaghetti squash, spaghetti squash you shall have. All right. How do you feel about sweet potatoes? I like sweet potatoes a lot. <sighs> Sweet, sweet potatoes can be made in such a way that is pleasing to the palate. Is you know, for me, I honestly think it's a texture thing. Mm-hmm. But because I've had them before, uh huh. Back when I was a kid, we'd um, cook them in like a campfire, uh huh. And it was, and I eat them, uh huh. But the texture was always kind of weird, uh huh. So, it, like, in my head, over time, it's become unpleasant. But? I don't, I don't think I've had a sweet potato in, like, 15 years. That is not true. Is it not? No. Remember you had sweet potatoes at my house? No. 
Yes. Because well, that's what I remember. I don't remember. You should remember because I made a pork okay. with a green sauce and oh you didn't my like it. And then I made sweet potatoes in the oven and you didn't like them. And then I put them together and you thought it was delicious. It was the weirdest combo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Who would think that would go together like that? Well, I'll tell you who would think that would go together oh, like bro. that. Lean Cuisine, because I used to get this braised beef with like a spicy sauce and mashed sweet potatoes meal from Lean Cuisine, which they don't sell anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted it, so I had to make it for myself. There's another Lean Cuisine I used to get. I think it was Lean Cuisine, which was uh, like a turkey cube. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, like a turkey rectangle. Uh -huh. Spinach. Uh -huh. And some kind of root vegetable, I think. Uh-huh. And it was really good. Super cheap. And they stopped making it the moment I got interested in it. Um, they also used to make two different pasta ones that came with a whole cup of vegetables. Mm. Um, uh, it was, one was um, spinach artichoke stuffed and the other was butternut squash stuffed, which mm. I agree was a little bit too sweet. But I, when I went to go restock at Walmart, this week they didn't have either one, so I'm gonna have to go to Kroger. Mm. Not an ad. <laughs> Could be an ad. When I was a kid, I thought Kroger said Kruger. I thought Freddy Kruger lived there. It's funny how a child's mind works, right? Yeah. But also, when I was a kid, for whatever reason, they had it must have been a promotion. They had like this monster mm -hmm. at the uh, one of the end caps by the sodas. It was like huh? covered in brown. For it wasn't even Freddy Kruger. <laughs> it, it looked like a Sasquatch, uh -huh. kind of. Uh-huh. So my child brain associated Kroger with Kruger and Kruger with a big hairy monster. I see. And I was terrified to go in there. I see. I'm going to call my mother and ask her if she remembers that monster. That's She'll pr probably say, funny. no, what are you saying? Don't call here. I don't think she would say don't call here. She's going to say if I'm talking about the monster. Well, I don't really know mm. your monster. I need to dive into the internet and see if anyone else has this horrifying childhood memory. So you're going to Mandela effect it up, huh? I mean, I can't be the only one who remembers it. Yeah, uh-huh. Mandela effect it up. Kroger, Kruger, monster. Kroger, Kruger, Sasquatch. See, it goes together. No. Oh, yeah. He might have even had a blade hand like Freddy Kruger. Or it could be my brain being my brain. You know. It... Is probably all of the above. But segue back, yeah, that um, pork and sweet potato meal was good. It was good. Together. Yeah. I think that you said you would eat it again on purpose. I would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was super surprised. Yeah. It was, it was filling. It was nutritious. It was delicious. It was a very pleasant meal. A bread. All right, now for what you people came for. Let's talk about games. Games? <coughs> oh, we haven't turned into um, an 80s synthwave podcast? Not yet. Not yet? That's my separate one. <laughs> That's your side project? Yeah, I call it Aquamarine. Hold on, I'm, I'm mush-mouthing here. <laughs> it's called Aquamarine Dreams of Steam. In my dreams... Synthwave machine. 
volume one. I put the phone down kind of far away from me, so I'm really concerned our listeners can't hear the noise I'm making. <sighs> That's much better. Tisk. Much, much better. Wait, can you say that again? Tisk. No, no. The name of your new podcast? Um, Aquamarine. Uh huh. Crap. <laughs> okay. That's Something what I, machine. That's what I thought. Dream machine. That's in there somewhere. It's just constantly changing, okay? It's fluid, all right? Yeah. I'm not going to be pinned don't, down by convention. Don't. Like, do yourself a favor and don't look that one up yet. I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Go to thunderer.com. No, no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no, no, um, no, please. Go to wormquest.com. Please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> the worm brigade. Please don't do that. Go to backslash... Linkara at only place. Dot org. No, don't do that. You'll love it. Don't do that. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Perfect. <coughs> bless you. Thank you. Oh. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Also bless you. Oh yeah. Gotta get all that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I believe that there was a gaming topic for today. Yes, indie games, which is sort of a thing for us, right? Uh-huh. I was just thinking back to kind of the first time I played like an indie game that really kind of stuck with me. Uh-huh. Because you got to remember back in the day, they didn't call them indie games per se. Right, you they just were had, just games. Yeah, you had big budget games and then you mm-hmm. had everything else. But how... Well, you know what? That's a that's a especially because we already use half our time. Um, that's a that's a subject for a different day. But I think it'd be really interesting to to discuss the difference in budgets between big games for then and big games now, and and I think that would be interesting to compare notes. We would have to account for inflation, though. That's true. I have to do some actual research for that podcast. I'll leave it to you. Okay. I got nothing but time. Still was, on furlough. Yeah, same. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, what's a indie game that was like marketed as an indie game that I played and enjoyed? And I couldn't think of anything in the PS2 or original Xbox. Uh-huh. But in the 360 era, it was uh, Castle Crashers. Okay. You know anything about that? You ever played that? No. It's a one to four player size scroll uh, beat em up uh-huh. where you play as these uh, knights with big square heads. Uh-huh. And it's a super indie game. And it's based off of um, an old browser game uh-huh. called Alien Hominid. Uh-huh. Or at least that's the studio that did it. Uh-huh. And Alien Hominid got a PS2 release later. And it's a shooter side scroll that's super hard. So they did something right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But the thing is, Alien Hominid used to be free online. Yes. I'm just agreeing with you. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about it. On, like, Newgrounds back in the day, back in the old, old internet. Uh-huh. And it was popular enough online that they got a um, studio to uh, publish it for PS2, because I remember that. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I think it's Giant Games or Mega, Super Mega Games or something like that. Mm -hmm. Eventually, they made Castle Crashers. Mm -hmm. And me and my friends at the time played the crap out of Castle Crashers. <clears throat> and that's a... Um, it's like super indie. You look at it, like the art style is all flat. Mm -hmm. Kind of paper cutout looking. Mm -hmm. Simple gameplay mechanics. Mm -hmm. You can uh, collect different weapons. And you just go from stage to stage. And there's a uh, one stage where you're being chased by this giant cat monster. Mm -hmm. And there's a deer that's so scared it's shitting itself. And the shit's propelling like a rocket past you while you're running through the stage. It's... It sounds uh, not funny. It's incredibly funny when you see it for the first time. Because the same crapping deer was in the previous stage, and every time you heard the monster roar, mm -hmm. it would It just sounds disturbing, I'm not going to lie. Given the uh, super simple art style, it really isn't, you know? Unless, you know, crap rockets upset you. Mm -hmm. Then that could be disturbing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the first marketed budgeted kind of hyped up indie game because I remember the old magazines back the time we're talking about Castle Crashers mm -hmm. and surely I must have played these lower budget not not clearly not triple A high end games because technically I think on the PS1 stuff like excuse me Einhander and Brave Fence and Musashi, made by Square Enix, they're not AAA games. They're not huge budget. Right. But they're not indie games. Yeah, that's the thing, because they're made by a big company. Right. They're not indie, but if it had been made by anybody else, like Brave Fence and Musashi, totally could have been an indie game. But it was made by Square. Right. Square. But I know there's stuff like that that I just can't whew, remember right now. So what, what about you? Okay, so we discussed if this counted before the podcast. Oh, you're ruining the illusion. Sometimes we literally don't talk about what we're going to talk about at all. So there's really no illusion to ruin. But you said that you'd allow this. So um, I distinctly remember playing a third party Nintendo game like basically it's unlicensed for Nintendo and it was a Noah's Ark game yeah. on a blue cartridge baby blue baby um, powder blue uh, where you had to collect these animals for Noah's Ark and there were different stages Stack and um, if you are familiar with the story of Noah's Ark from the Bible at all uh, it's infamously two by two. You have to have two of each kind of animal. But there's also a bunch of directions for um, clean versus unclean animals. And you should have so many of these kinds of clean animals. And you should have so much of this and so much of that. And so the Noah's Ark game actually has you collect like a bunch of rams. Mm -hmm. Or a bunch of doves or whatever. What's considered an unclean animal? Well, <laughs> anything that has cloven hooves, like a pig, yeah. is considered to be un was was considered to be unclean. No cows have cloven hooves. No. 
No, it has a... Maybe it has to have a cloven hoof. I don't know. I, I think, I, I, I think clouds because do, you know? Well, I was thinking a horse. Like a horse is a hoof. Right, is a, a regular hoof. big old toenail. Right. Ugh. Yeah. I know cows don't have, you know, feet like horses. Right. I was trying to think of the last time I saw a pig's feet in the grocery store, but it's been a while. Yeah, they're all like... Yeah. Well, like another dew claw or whatever yeah. back there. Ugh. That was delicious. Uh, can I just stop and digress for one moment? <laughs> sure. So I don't know when the last time any of our podcast listeners shopped for chicken, but in my local Walmart, at some point in the recent past, they relabeled the chicken feet as chicken paws. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my God. every time I see it, I laugh. Because no one in the history has of ever has ever referred to chicken feet as chicken paws. That's I'm insulted by that. A I, chicken paw. I thought I sent a picture to you, but I think I was standing beside you. I think that you were. I know I took a picture and sent it to one of my buddies, but uh Yeah, I mean he's like, come on. Yeah. I mean really Just call it what it is. It's a, it's a chicken claw foot, you know? I don't... Mm. It's not a paw. Mm. Uh, Mind you, yeah. I'm not very keen on eating them as something. Uh, no. Anyhow, going back to that. So that was um, probably the first, like, indie indie game I played. And, and we didn't have a Nintendo, but my friends did. And we played that game at our house a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's the same friend's house when I referenced the most incomprehensible game I've ever played, which is A Boy and His Blob. Oh my god. Um, and you had to feed the blob mm-hmm. different kinds of jelly beans. Yes. To make it turn into different things. And I have never tried to play this as an adult. So maybe as an adult, the puzzle element makes more sense. It doesn't. But there was a point where you had to... You needed to turn into a specific thing, but you couldn't find the correct jelly bean flavor to eat. I rented that game. From Movie Gallery? Mm-hmm. That's... I don't know. I didn't live here at the time. But um, I rented that game multiple times because uh-huh. as a kid, you look at the box art stuff more than anything uh-huh. else. You didn't have the internet, so you couldn't actually look up the game. And... I could never get anywhere in that game. And no. Best I made it like four screens down. Cause I think you're supposed to be heading down. Yes, I remember that too. And and I think that you're supposed to try to turn into an umbrella or a parachute. It's like an umbrella, a, a trampoline, uh, yeah, a, tra- a rocket, a ladder, a bridge. No, now you're remembering way more than me. Well, I watched a YouTube play of it like six years ago because uh-huh. I was like, this game is impossible. Somebody must have beat it at some point. Right. And I watched somebody play through it and I'm like, that's obscene. There's no way as a child I figure out any way to do all this crap. Yeah. Because the game doesn't tell you anything. No, why would it tell you anything? <laughs> because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, exactly. This was this was the 80s. 
actually when I played it, it was the 90s, but it was probably an 80s game. This was the early, early 90s. We didn't need directions. It's like, we didn't need explanations. Right. We were supposed to be good at the game, and that was it. It would have been better as a point-and-click PC game. I concur. Because it had that mentality. Was it? Not that I'm aware of. I just knew it was on the NES. And then they, they remade it. Uh-huh. Not too long ago. Did they? Mm-hmm. I forget which system, but I know I didn't buy it. Because, you know, childhood Incompre- trauma. Incomprehensible? Yeah, I don't want to play that. No. Incomprehensible. I, I know y'all think that we're exaggerating, but, like, seriously, look it up, because... Wii, they remain on the Wii, because of course they would. Of course they... Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It looks... It looks horrible. It looks awful. It looks like I drew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean even for me. Um, Look, there's no artistry in this game. It's so basic. It's so kindergarten play school. It looks like my best friend's son drew it. Oh my gosh. Come on, guys. You're going to remake this game? That wasn't, you know what? That wasn't fair. Let me clarify. Not the 13 year old son, the six year old son. There you go. Oh, there's a little parachute there, oh, you know? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Why, why isn't he in the city? Why isn't he in the city? Oh, no. No. Yeah. You did start this thing because no. I remember. Because he can also go to a hole. Because I remember going down, I made a hole. And I fell into like the sewer. Uh-huh. But I made the hole in the wrong spot and I fell past the ledge and died. Yes. That yeah. I I remember that as well. And that's when I was uh I don't know, I think I lost my mind or something. So that's uh that a boy and I'm sorry I got us so distracted on a boy and his blob, not an indie game. <sighs> but yeah. And also uh um uh that's that's the yes. cover of the game. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Oh, mm, that's bad. What? That's real bad. What? Molly and Matt would have a field day with that box art. Well, they'll never do it again, though. Oh, let's not talk about that. I'm sorry, I brought it up. No, without context. I'll tell you this. Um, Wooly and Pat mention him more and more now, very casually. Uh huh. You think they're talking again? I wonder, because they're like, oh, remember when Matt did this, you know? Uh-huh. I think Pat just says Matt, and uh-huh. I think Wooly says, Our, like, my friend Matt, uh-huh. or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. You know. So maybe, I, maybe. Look, I'm I'm sorry if y'all aren't, um, <laughs> uh, we're both fans of Zaibatsu, a.k.a. Super, Super Best, Best Friends. Yeah, yeah, A.k.a. Yeah. Two Best Friends. Mm-hmm. A.k.a. Uh, Matt, Pat, Wooly, sometimes Liam. Rising Superstar Liam. Rising Superstar Liam. But they had a falling out like two years ago, and I'm still not over it. Who could ever be over it? But it seems, and at first they wouldn't even like talk about no, each other. No, they, well, This is how bad it was. Liam had already left like a while before that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so bad that when they broke up, Wooly... They had to have Wooly put up a video by himself announcing it because 
neither Pat nor Matt could talk about it and they couldn't talk about it together and no one was in the same room and Wooly just put out a video that basically was like Pat and Matt are no longer friends and that's I, it. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> we all thought it was a joke. I was like, ooh, what are they playing? I'm sitting here eating my uh, lean cuisine at the time, the one I was talking about earlier. Uh-huh. With a grin on my face, trying to see where this was going. It was not a joke. No, as it kept going on, my smile slowly withered. I was like, wait, what, really? You guys have such great rapport. Matt went back to working on games and does some of his own stuff. Like what happened and... uh, Yeah, he dissects... He he dissects... um, Burnouts, like huge flame-out issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matt mostly streams I mean no Pat mostly streams on Twitch which I cannot watch with his um, girlfriend Paige Um, I don't know what his the name of his stream is Matt's Pat I keep saying the wrong thing Angriest Pat Um, also maybe Pat stares at I know that um, Paige streams under Peach saliva and also Ugh. something Ruby something. Ruby weapon hour. Ruby weapon hour. <sighs> yeah, um, and then Wooly has um, does some streaming. He also does his cha- his YouTube channel Wooly versus where he's trying to recreate some of what he lost with his buddies Min and Reggie, and I think the issue is is that Wooly can't be Matt. And so Reggie is trying to be the new Wooly, but Wooly is still the old Wooly. <laughs> and Min can never be Pat. And Min wants to be the new Pat. And I'm not saying what, that Min and, say. Min and Reggie aren't great because they're great, but they're not Matt and Pat. No. But uh, I'm really sorry for talking so long about Celeb- non-celebrities that you literally don't care about. Some randos on the internet that but we enjoy. if you still like watching Let's Plays, head on over to the Super Best Friend YouTube page and watch. If you like horror games, horror, 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 horror games, horror. Um, I highly recommend all of their shitstorms. They um, used to play scary games in October, and oh, most shitstorms. of them were bad. Yeah. It's sad. It is. Um, also, I believe that we have referenced them in the past because we discussed Omicron. Yeah. Which I personally hold David Cage responsible for the breakup of the Super Best Friends. <laughs> the man's a hack. Due to how horrible Omicron was. If you ever want to listen to a friendship dissolve in real time, listen to the Omicron Um. It was brutal. It was, it was like you can literally listen to it dissolve in real time. And I'm not, that's not an exaggeration. It's like episodes one through four, they're still kind of. <laughs> oh, no. And as it, like I said, as no. it goes on, oh. you can feel the tensions growing and like people start snapping at the other people. Like for real. Like for real. For it's real. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, uh-huh. I'm sorry. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. Over on Wooly Versus. Um, Liam did come and hang out with Wooly when Wooly played uh, near Automata. That's a couple years old, at least by now. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, 
Why did I start talking about Matt and Matt and Willie? It might have been me. Someone was. What got us here? I don't know. Uh, indie games, uh, Boy in His Blob somehow yeah. got there. Oh, box art. Box art. They would roast that freaking box art. Oh, yeah, definitely. Box art critique by Matt and Willie. 10 out of 10 must watch. Also, if you haven't seen the Cinemasker one, no, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. He did one for uh, a Christmas special. A box art critique? He did. And it was uh, quite something. Quite good. Yeah. He's a man of many talents and uh, good comedic timing. It's true. There's a very genuine sincereness about him. It's true. It's true. I like old Jamesy. Unlike Pat, who's just the worst. But I do believe he is genuinely that way. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I also believe that Pat believes everything that he says. He's not faking. He really just is that person. And somehow that makes him less of a horrible person. Agreed. But he's not putting on the airs. No, but he's still... I I, I was going to say problematic, but he's not problematic in the way that that has connotation today. He's just still like... Anyways, I love you, Pat. I tolerate you, Pat. You should figure out a way to do some shit storms. Please. Though you probably couldn't call them shit storms now. Matt probably owns that. Maybe. I wonder. I don't know. I mean, it was his channel. <laughs> it was his channel. I just want some horror games. I just want some horror games. <laughs> so, anyways, what other indie gems? Like, what are some other, like, super early indie games that you remember I don't remember owning any indie games for the Super Nintendo uh, I don't remember any owning any indie games we had a Nintendo 64 for a very short amount of time my brother traded it in for a PS1 um, Puzzle Fighter does that count as an indie game no, I'm going to say no because that's a Capcom property Yeah. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, which is like definitely not a spoof. Not a spoof, but um like an like a a nod, an homage, a wave to um Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of the same characters, but it also um <coughs> integrated the characters from Darkstalkers for looking back that seems like a very strange choice. But I wish they do more with Dark Stalkers. Dark Stalkers, because right. they just kind of let it die. Right, but and I don't, I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I killed at that game back in the day. Killed at it. My brother's friends used to come over, and they were like, "You're a girl." I'm I'm older. Which probably explains why I would kill them at it. But um, they would be like, you're a girl. Girls suck at video games. And I would just wipe the effing floor with them. And then hit them with a cinder block, too. No, I wasn't that kind of older sister. I know. All older sisters are like that. Because I know I had one. I'm I'm not. I never hit my... Well, not past his. I still have one. I never hit my brother with a cinder block. Oh, he must have been pretty quick. (laughs) He outgrew me by it when he turned 15. That's what the cinder block is for. He's now 6'5". 
Oof. Yeah, I mean, he's been 6'5 for a really long time, but yeah. There might be a game on PS1 that maybe it's considered indie. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Battle Chaser. Uh-huh. Is that, what is it called, Battle Chasers? Now, that's a comic book, too. Really? Mm. I'm going to call Battle Chaser. And it was a little cheap game. I think it was like 15 bucks, brand spanking new. And it was a dice and grid-based, like, exploration fighter game. Uh-huh. Where you were working for this organization trying to recover artifacts. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, like, it was pretty fun. And me and my friends actually got super into it. Uh-huh. But it seems like the game was glitched or not, just not done. Mm-hmm. Because there was a store in the game where you're supposed to be able to go, like, level up. You couldn't. And after you did, like, five stages, you couldn't leave base to do any more missions. Uh-huh. The game, like, just stopped. And it's the weirdest thing. I still, I still own that game. Well, back in the day, it was my friend's game, and I picked it up later. And I, I guess I could consider it sort of indie, but I think it was published by a bigger company like Atlas or something. Uh huh. Did were you aware that this game got remade and released in 2017 by THQ? Which game? Battle Chasers Night War. No, no, that's based on the comic there. Right, but what I'm saying is, is this. Right, the one I'm, the one I'm talking about is not the uh, is not the same thing. It's not night, right? But oh, I see what you're saying. That's not a remake. It's right. just something totally different. Exactly. I see. I can't get any hit. The old one now. I'm probably um, misremembering. It's battle something, which is great, right? Right. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Hmm. Oh, I don't know if you stayed on one map too long. It would spawn this super powerful, like, Black Panther enemy called, like, Nil or Nox or something like that. Uh huh. Nerg. And eventually, we got so good at playing, like, those stages and getting uh, leveled up and geared out or however it works that we'd wait for him to show mm-hmm. up and we could kill it. It's a weird thing. I, oh my god, I wish I remember what it was called. Battle. Oh my god. I won't be able to rest now. I can I can see the disc in my head. It has like a checkerboard design with little symbols on it. And the titles across the top, you know. Because what the uh, jewel case I have was broken, it was missing the front. <sighs> Pretty sure it starts with battle, right? Try lunar. Try lunar. Wait, wait, no. Uh, trade wars. Mm. No. D- dungeon runners. Dun- dun- that actually. Hmm. That's hmm, maybe. Let's see here. No, that's a medieval fantasy. Like, I can go here to a list of PS1 games. Because mm-hmm. I'm almost sure... I'm almost certain. It starts with Battle. 
Anyway. Right. Let's let's move on. While I look this up. But um, yeah, I almost consider that like an indie just because it was clearly cheap, low key, under the radar. No one else I've shown it to was ever like, yeah, no, like what is this? <laughs> like, well, you don't you don't like you don't like. And uh, most people do not, in fact, like that. <laughs> you know, it That's just... That's it. It's gonna... What? Oh, did you find it? Battle Hunter. Battle Hunter. The most generic game title ever, but yeah, Battle Hunter. Battle Hunter. Yeah, dog. That was my game. Sort of. That was your game back in the day? Mm -hmm. I want to say I looked it up on uh, YouTube... One time to see if anyone ever progressed past that uh, part where the game just stopped, and I don't think I found one that did. That's kind of disturbing. It's annoying, because like I said, we were actually starting to have a good time with it. And you see all this grid? Uh, oh. Okay. Straight right here. First impression, why does that look like Kirby's golf game? Kirby had a golf game? Uh, yes. Wait, you're unfamiliar with Kirby's golf game? For Kirby, yeah. I'm familiar with Nintendo golf games in general. I am going to go out on a limb and say that you are not a very good Game Grumps fan. I actually am not. <laughs> because not only did they do an entire playthrough of the Kirby golf game, but they did uh, someone did a fan remake of the Kirby golf game putting in Game Grumps references and having it be the icons be Dan and Aaron and then they played through that whole game also. Nonsense. Yeah. Well, you know, Danny is um, notoriously not amazing at video games. Danny Trejo? No, Lee Daniel Avedan. His name was Avedan? Yeah. Dan Avedan? Yeah, Lee Daniel Avedan. So Dan Dan. Avedan. It's like JoJo. He's like Dan Dan. It's, it's, it's Lee Daniel Avedon. Yeah, we call him Dan Dan for short. Yeah, okay. Call him Dan Dan. He goes on a bizarre adventure. I dare you. <laughs> He's got the hair for it, though. Yeah. Uh -uh. Seems pretty stylish. He is, you know. All of those black band tees. Is that the same guy from Ninja Sex Party? Yes, it is the same guy from Ninja Sex Party. Okay. Yeah, anyhow. Yeah, Kirby's Golf Game. Look it up. Look it up. There's a lot of episodes. <laughs> I don't want to. I might. I mean, you don't. Just, no, I want to look at some more Battle Hunter stuff. Okay, anyways. That was my first impression is it looked like that superficially. So, Battle Hunters. It's hard. It's super hard to describe. I, I want to say I tried to describe it to you like uh -huh. once before like seven years ago. Uh-huh. And I did such a poor job because it's one of those things where... I like playing it. Uh-huh. It's fun. It's fun in the same way Dokopan's fun. <laughs> Dokopan. Wait, Let's... how did we go another week without discussing Dokopan? Oh, snap. I demand that this week we do a special episode, a special release of Dokopan Dissection. Oh. I demand it. You want to see a friendship crumble in real time? That look you guys I know we keep teasing Dokapon but recently a fairly famous YouTuber 
played through the entirety of Dokapon with three of their friends. You can say who we're just talking about them. Well, Wooly. Yeah. It was Wooly. It was Wooly. But they did not play with AI on. Mm. And so they had a, do- a Dokapon experience. And the betrayal of your friends and family and people that you thought liked each other, that's part of Dokapon. Absolutely. But the most important part of what makes Dokapon Dokapon is the betrayal. The NPCs. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I mean, not NPCs specifically, but the AI. Yes. The AI in Dokapon is out of control. It has two settings dumb as dirt and slick as shit. Yes. One time, a guy and I spent a year attempting to play through Dokapon. It's rough. I love it. That's rough. That was six years ago. Oh, God, you're probably right. We have not tried to play it since I moved back from South Carolina. Is that true? Yes. We did not almost lose our friendship over Dokapon, but this is what I will say, is that there was once when... We turned on Dokapon, got so mad that we turned it off less than 30 minutes later, and that might have been the last time that we played it, but at some point during our playthrough, I convinced you to turn down the AI smartness (laughs) setting, (coughs) and this chuckle fuck started going in a circle... (laughs) Endlessly. On the game board. Endlessly. And it wasn't even fun. No. So then, I somehow managed to pull way ahead. A guy can't take it anymore. He feels like it's cheating (laughs) because it's all about the struggle for you. If it's not a struggle, it's not worth it. I mean, a little bit. So we turned the... AI setting back to just like normal. Just normal. <laughs> There's a mechanic in Dokapon where you can become Satan. We don't have time. We don't have time to go into it right now. We don't have time, but I'm just gonna say this. This on normal just began to wreck us. Just wreck because the game cheats to make sure itself wins. Yes. Also, Dokapon, those rolls are not random. No. The you, game is not random. Because you can reload your save and the same rolls will happen, which is bullshit. And it's not just and it's not just one person, it's everybody. The whatever is go whatever RNG is going on, it's not real random. No. It's like Undertale RNG, or it's like Earthbound RNG, where it's we're pre- out of time. It's predetermined. I yes. know we're out of time. I'm just <laughs> gonna keep talking. Anyways, so we don't have time for this right now. Anyways, this week or soonish special episode, special Doke upon episode. Be there, be square. Uh-huh. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, email us. At a lo-fi podcast twenty at gmail.com. That is a lo-fi podcast twenty at gmail.com. This has been Katie. This is a guy. Have a good one. Peace out.